Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radamic. Berto is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. As usual, there are two topics we were to cover yesterday that I hope, I hope, I hope we get a chance to cover Medicare Advantage and Katie, Katie Porter with uh, with the Purdue and Big Pharma Bridge MCP says, Hey, everyone. Of course, our one and only Michael Rutnin is here today. And the wonderful, beautiful Yvette Avery Herod is here with us. Folks, there are a lot more here. You're just not registering yourselves in the chat. Go ahead and chat them up. You know, I like when this stuff goes into the podcast, I like people to know that. Guess who was here? You guys were here. You guys were here. Oops, I got to fix that camera on the green screen. Punto y final. Lo conseguí. Lo hice perfectamente. Okay, folks, anyhow, we're going to have a great time with you today. How is it going today? Egberto, according to Rudnan now, Egberto watching from away, and it's all one topic today. And I wonder what is that one topic. I know what it is. I know what it is. Hello, Eric Hayes. How are you doing today, my brother? Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Okay. We got, it says, this is robbery. Chevron profits quadruple and Exxon's double amid Ukraine crisis. The earnings report came as U.S. oil giants face mounting scrutiny from Democrats, members of Democratic members of Congress, New York's Attorney General, and climate campaigners for price gouging consumers in an effort to extract as much profit as possible from Russia's devastating assault on Ukraine. To combat big oil's war profiteering, Democratic lawmakers introduced legislation in March that would impose a per-barrel tax equal to 50% of the difference between the current price of a barrel of oil and the pre-pandemic average price per barrel between 2015 and 2019. Revenue from the tax would be paid to the U.S. consumers as a quarterly rebate. Survey data released last month showed that the proposal is overwhelmingly popular with 80% of U.S. voters, including 73.5% of Republicans. Democrats want to win. Campaign on something like that. One of the most hated industries in America is the oil industry. Justifiably so, because they are pilferers of the land and they're pilferers of people. The oil industry is one of the most evil industries out there, and I do not say that lightly. Anybody who understands... People need heat in their homes, need transportation, and the first thing they can do when it is time for people to drive back to work is to inflate prices and gouge the people and take their money and put it into the hands of the shareholders, put it into the hands of the stockbrokers, put it into the hands of the executives as a form of bonuses. That is robbery. That is evil. But you know what? That is capitalism. There is nothing in capitalism that stops that reality. So what we have to do, those of us that are Democrats, those of us that are progressive Democrats, we need to go out there and point out that these are the things. You know, once you start to put rules on this stuff, it is no longer capitalism. It is democratic socialism because the social structure is imposing against the capital excesses of the system. You know, and they don't want to tell you that, right? But that's what it is. That is what it is. The evil corporation, when they do that, it's again, what gets to me is that the common men that are, the common man and woman 
that are Republicans that are saying, don't do that to the oil companies. Don't do that. You can't tax them like that. That is tax and spend. My God, you are happy to have a private entity legally pick your pocket. I repeat, you are happy. You are so ideologically scarred that you are happy to have a private corporation pick your pocket and take that money and give it to some rich shareholders and create humongous bonuses for executives who know nothing about drilling, who knows nothing about anything, but just because their name's executives. Come on, people, wake up. Please wake up. I need you to wake up. And by the way, folks, if you are on YouTube right now, please give us that thumbs up and be kind. Consider joining because what we do is promote la inteligencia, señores, la inteligencia. Okay, let's continue. Michael Rodden have another piece here. Public Citizens, Public Citizen tweeted, I worked with Public Citizens when I was a part of Move to Amend, great organization. Uh, this is insane. In the last three months, Exxon doubled its profits to $5.5 billion. Chevron quadrupled to profits to $6.3 billion, all while we suffer through the highest gas prices in U.S. history. Big oil does not care about us. We need a windfall profit tax now. I have one better. We need to nationalize the oil industry. It is a critical resource. These guys did not put the stuff in the ground, and most of the technology has its genesis in taxpayer dollars as it educated these guys in public schools, as it educated these business people in public schools. So don't let anybody try to tell you that that will stifle innovation. That's a lie. That is something that they want you to believe. If you put it in, if you take it out of the private sector, you don't get innovation. I'm going to put, I'm going to ask you to go through a, a thinking process here. I really want you to think. They claim if you take it out of the private sector, you don't get innovation. Let me tell you why that is a lie. The biggest innovation that we have ever had in this country was the flight of the Apollo 11 that touched down on the moon. Let's repeat. The biggest technological advance we had in this country was the speed, was the technological prowess of the United States government saying, we want to get to the moon. In 1961 or 62, Kennedy said, we are going to the moon. And they progressively, money was not the option. We had a mission, a mission as a country to go to the moon. And we invested in technology. We invested in research. We even brought in all these private companies to say, hey, we're going to share the wealth. Go ahead and we will pay for the research. The government could have done it itself. The government could have said, I'm going to establish a company here, here, and here. And then, but it, the company's already existed. Go ahead and have Martin Thakal do this. Go ahead and let Gem, General Motors do this. The biggest innovation in this country and the fastest we have done something was to get to the moon. That was done under government control. We have never, in this country, under the private sector, 
developed anything this quick for the public good ever. And out of that Apollo program came core memory, came the microchip, came many different technologies that these private sector corporations then began to use and market as their own. And even today, when we have Elon Musk or we have Jeff Bezos going to space, they are yet to issue a orbital flight. They're still doing either barely touching the orbit or barely doing a suborbital flight. Do not, be, you know, we are lied to every day because they have to keep this system going. And that we are not understanding or that we cannot look at the information right in front of us that says, oh my God, they've been lying to us when they say innovation only happens in the private sector. Innovation has always in this country started in the governmental sector, people pooling, the, the, we the people investing. Because you know what? Private sector corporations, they don't take risks. They let others take their risks. And then they, they, when the risk is mitigated, then they take your business. Again, folks, don't listen to me. Look it up. Look it up. Look at every successful corporation started from some, even Microsoft. Microsoft didn't invent MS-DOS or they invent uh, uh, the, the regular basic that was on it. It was done somewhere else. No, it didn't need any. It was just somebody that says, I want to invent. I want to invent. I want to invent. And they invented. They invented. They didn't need a lot of cash coming from the capitalist system. Because real engineers, I'm an engineer. Our good friend Bruce is an engineer. Our good friend Norman is an engineer. We like to create things. We don't need somebody to throw capital expenses at us. But that's what they want to believe because they're the, patho they the pathological psychopaths that only think one way. But real engineers, real, real doctors, real scientists, they just love to learn. So do not dare believe ever, ever that nationalizing the oil industry will reduce innovation. In fact, it may speed quite a bit of stuff up. Tell you the truth, it may speed up doing something with energy that doesn't require to burn what they drill. But that's for another day. Okay, let's continue. Jamie Hen at tweeted, this is robbery. Big oil is intentionally profiteering off the war in Ukraine as crisis they helped created by working with Putin for decades to expand Russian oil. True? Considering that big oil is literally killing us, I would recommend taking these excess profits and putting them towards universal health care. I mean, the price of gasoline, you know, that big five or six dollars, that is should be the real price, right? Because when you talk about emphysema, cancer and all the things that the, the diseases created by burning these fuel, the cost of that should be on the corporations who are killing you with their poisons, right? Come on, man. Let's let's get real. Okay, Eric K says, hi, just question. Is Texas doing something good for teachers using funds to reduce their insurance costs? I have no idea, uh, but I can tell you one thing. Teachers are one of our number one resources. We should make sure they're insured and we should increase their pay by a bunch. Hi, whom? Amazon loses money on EV company position. And your point is, I mean, if I tell you that drinking poison is less expensive that drinking something that will kill you over 10 years is more expensive 
than something that is not going to kill you. Uh, that is is it's something that's that's not going to kill you, but it costs a lot more. Will you drink the poison or will you take the stuff that costs a lot more? That is how silly the people who say, "Oh, look at this EV right now costs more money." Yeah. Scales, brother, scales. Lee Grant says, hey, all, Egberto, the Biden administration is bringing us the Ministry of Truth. Thank you. That's all I tell, the truth. Okay, let's see what else we got. Hey, Lee and Eric. Lee Grant says, Tulsi Gabbard, a former Democratic representative for Hawaii and one-time presidential candidate, compared the Biden administration to a dictatorship over its recently created disinformation governance board. She also likened the new bureau to the Ministry of Truth a fictional governmental agency in George Orwell's dystopian novel, 1984. I have been so waiting for our government to create some sort of an entity that can use fact-based information to prevent the charlatanes, the liars, the Republican Party. And, and you know why Tulsi doesn't like it? Because Tulsi, yes, she's a Democrat, but she is a liar, a conspiracy theorist, etc., etc., etc. That's why Tulsi hates it. Anybody who wants to go out there and lie will hate organizations that honestly make sure that truth doesn't go out. I mean, are you happy for foreign countries, companies to come into your country, lie to your people and have them vote against your own interests? I don't think so. Robert Davenport says, hello, progressive. Hello, Senor Robert Davenport. Egberto, how do we fuel our cars? Huh? We fuel our cars. In, well, currently we have to use fossil fuels, but we're going to make that transition pretty quickly. Egberto should get a job with the new Ministry of Disinformation. He should be good at it. Yes, the new Ministry of Disinformation. Right, 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 right. I get it. Ha, 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 ha. Nationalize the energy sector. I'll vote for that. That's what we should be preaching now. Nationalizing now is the time to do it. Egberto, what did the government do? Cancel the space shuttle? then went uh, to Russia, and now the private companies take it forward based on the government decision. Oh, wow, you are so... I was in NASA. I worked for NASA. Let me tell you a few things here, sir. If you want to know, the shuttle was supposed to have been taken out of commission long time ago, and the private sector had the necessary information to build the plant. I, when I was at NASA in 1989... I was at the Johnson Space Station in Houston, where we had already had the mock-ups and build-out for the shuttle replacement to bring the people to and back from, from the space shuttle. The mock-up was there. The design was there back in 1989. You know where all this price overrun and all of that comes from? The private sector. But again, the space shuttle which was never a super reliable entity built by you know whom because of the liquid uh, because of the solid booster and the, the way the liquid the, the sectionalization was created after they fixed the o-ring that was fine but we still had the issue that it had two solid booster rockets and once you ignite solid boosters you can't unignite them that was a design flaw meaning if at some reason at some time we had a single failure they would have to blow both of them off the pad so that the, the mission can go up and come right back down without killing the passenger. All of this is, again, that's old technology, but we had all the designs and everything ready for the ship that was to uh, bring the space, shuttle, the, the space station people back. 
but we constantly got cost overruns by whom? The private sector. And guess what? We had these price overruns. Let me tell you what the private sector does. Boeing may put in a bid. Martin Falcon might put in a bid. And each one of them lowballed the other. Lockheed put in a bid. And the reason they lowballed the other is because they know as long as they get the lower bid in, they win the contract. And they can extend the contract over and over again with all these cost overruns. And because, again, they pay off their senators or whatever, the cost overruns come, and you're deep into development, and you don't say, okay, that's the end of it. You just go ahead and say, okay, how much more is it going to cost me? And you keep doing it, and a lot of times it double and triple the price. Not the government. The private sector. You see, the government takes it out and pass it on to the private sector, who's supposed to be better. Now, I worked for PRC, I worked for Ford Aerospace, and I also worked under Lockheed. I saw firsthand. So that is the reality, sir. So when you talk about, uh, when you want to talk about, then we went to Russia, Russia was always going to be a backup plan, just like we were a backup plan. Okay, always going to be a backup plan. It turned out we had to use what we created as a backup plan, right? It's that simple. But the, because the private sector had not come through. And saying that, okay, we have these, charlatanes building the space these space devices now there's nothing special about that there's you they're using our technology that we the people created all right herschel walker is a good man and cares about america so naturally the democrats don't like him herschel walker is a wife beater herschel walker is a criminal okay but again that's why republicans tend to like him he's a criminal and he's bold in his criminality you know donald trump rape women donald trump hold women crotches and you guys love him. He's a macho man. And so is Herschel Walker. So why, you know, Herschel, that's why when uh, Dr. Johnson and you'll hear it come out, well, I'll play that in a little bit. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. Daniel Adol says, so if government is best at innovation, we should just nationalize everything. No, we should not. I don't want my pizza shop nationalized. I don't want, I like diversity. There's one government in one federal government I want diversity. I like to go to an Italian restaurant with Italian food of different types. I like all these other things. All I did, Brother Ledo, was give you the facts. The fastest we've ever developed anything of consequence in this country is when it was done by the government. And that was to, develop, that was to go to the moon. Check it out. Look at all the technology that came out from space travel. Like I said, I worked in that industry as well, so I had to study in detail. And you'll see the government is the biggest innovator, and there are reasons why. And, and I want to digress, because a lot of people say, well, why would you say that? And the reason why is this. Whenever you have a private corporation innovating, you have the engineers and the, and, and the scientists and all of that, they're working, right? And each time they want to buy something or do something to promote their project further, the bean counter say, let's do a cost analysis on this. Whether you need it or not, okay, and, and by the way, parts of the shuttle, that's exactly what happened as well. This cost analysis in design is the reason why the designers of the shuttle, instead of having three liquid-based uh, engines, went ahead and created two solid booster engines that were cheap, as opposed to having to have multi-stage on the two sides, okay? So I, I, I want to understand cost-based analysis when they're doing this. Now, if... 
when when we were designing the, the, the Apollo, we didn't have to think about what percentage of this money is going to the shareholders and what percentage of this money is going to the uh, bonuses. We just went ahead and said, all the money is going toward research and development. We don't have to talk about shareholders getting a dividend for sitting their butts down and being at a pool doing nothing while our engineers the, the, and all the others do the work. Ah, you see, it's a reason why that, you know, you are, you are asked to believe in the private sector that you're dumb. That's what they tell you, that somehow a, having a profit, having bonuses and having the, the money to develop is less than just having to put money into development. That's what they want you to believe. It's just like in healthcare, right? They want you to believe that they can have Medicare, and we're going to talk about that. Medicare Advantage is better than regular Medicare. How? Somehow we're going to give 10% profit to the people who, um, who are administering the program while we don't have any profit motive in Medicare proper, and somehow they're going to be better, more efficient? The lies that they tell you, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, I hope. All right, Patricia E. Farker, welcome to Politics and Right. Good afternoon. Robert Davenport says the internet was a government project. It was called DARPA. Yes, it was. Our ARPANET, ARPANET, I mean. ARPANET was put out by DARPA. ARPANET was it before it was called internet. And it was uh, actually it was pretty slow then. I, I remember reading about those days. Uh, the thing we are now, right now, that was Transform World U.S. Government Project. Everything of consequence started out in the government. And the reason why is the government is the one that take risks. Private corporations do not. They lie to you. Who cares? The government canceled it. All the private companies don't have the same deep pockets as we. <laughs> Again, you're a sycophant, my brother. And I say that with love. All right. Bridge MCP says the internet was made by colleges, universities. Everything of consequence was made by government, colleges, or universities. You're right, ma'am. Eric says, Egberto, the company things you invented was from the government and you benefited from it. Okay, yes, yes, and yes, okay? In other words, I came to the United States. I got educated at a private university, University of Texas, best university in Texas, all right? And with that education, I went and I worked for the corporation, okay? The corporation that didn't pay enough of my education, I still work for them as they use my excess labor and gave to their shareholders and the, the, their bonuses. And then I quit working for somebody after five years and created my own company, Planet uh, PWL, Pace Willie's Low. We had a corporation that built a login system for a Chinese company. We went, we flew to China, did that. I did that with the public education that I got. Um, at that point in time, after PWL, I formed, PWL lasted a year and a half, then formed Willie's Computer Software Company with the great education the public gave me. You all, all of you were instrumental in my education, and to that I thank you all. And also, I've always, even at the highest level when I used to make money, when I had Willie's Computer Software Company, I made a ton of money, and I paid more taxes than many people make in a year, in several years, in taxes. And you know what? I remember one time uh, a friend of mine said, why don't you do this? And it was an insurance trick that you do to throw all your money to an insurance company and you get back your money, uh, you borrow back your money and all this kind of stuff to get away paying all that money in income taxes. And I remember, I was always, I guess I was always stupid, right? Because I told you guys how I gave up $300,000 when it was time to 
to redo my 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 um uh, increase my software uh when, when y2k but anyhow i told the guy no man this country been great if i'm making this money why wouldn't i want it I, i'm stupid why would i no actually i'm not i'm fair why wouldn't i want to pay my taxes man you know and the guy said but you can hide that money you can i'm like no i don't want to do that you know and this guy was like man you and then when i told him about y2k he was like are you kidding me you mean they don't they don't know that everybody's doing it everybody's saying oh y2k yeah i got a new product for y2k well you know i thought about y2k back in the 90s you know so anyhow so no uh so eric to your answer yes i am a direct responsibility i i am a direct product of the public system in the united states of america and to some extent to my panamanian government who you know gave me the things that they did give me right and the one thing that i have always done is given back well i've given back so much that i've given back just about all so that's why that's why i depend on uh, that's why i depend here on p on pd i gave all of that up i honestly honestly gave it all up because i the country is just going to hell and i looked in the mirror i never forgot one night and i said somebody why don't somebody do this about it and then it was like well it gotta be you and others i'm not saying me 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 me. i'm saying other people there are a lot of people that do this there are a lot of people that have given up a lot to say you know what we are going to be activists and we are going to do that you look on you look at the activists in the streets in blm you'll have a whole lot of physicists out there nobody knows that a lot of those guys we are people that are saying wow things need to change and if we don't change it i got me a daughter you got your son daughters kids and it's like our our generation have really not done the right things to to many anyhow so that's the answer eric hayes all right let's see what else we got here lee grant says they are going to call it disinformation government <laughs> okay uh let's see let's see use your finger to look at the link I, I don't going to do that right now because you usually don't give good links uh, eric i love you but i'm sorry you're easily convinced of of ridiculous i'm sorry that are factually easily disproven so uh, why you know again you have to earn your respect here like rudnan has earned his respect as far as being able to put certain things onto the public at large uh carl cox the draper lab is a non-profit lab that was part of the mit and now a nonprofit lab developed the computer chip and got us America to the moon. True, true. I mean, it's all. It, I mean, it's all there. Uh, let's see, Larry, Larry, pants and fire. <laughs> let's see. I tell you how. You see why I don't put your stuff on, Eric? That's why. When you make comments like that, Daniel says, "LOL, you let's let's uh, the government agency telling us what is the truth, unbelievable after the lies the government told for the past two years." Right. You, you, I think you mean under Trump, right? Okay. Lee Grant says the problem is that there is truth, there are lies, and there are huge gray areas in between. So the issues become so uh, who manages that gray area? There's not there are not a lot of gray areas at all. There's mostly truth. Tom C said, Daniel Ado, are you saying Egberto should get a job with Fox News, the right wing's ministry? <laughs> Tom, I love you, man. You're so funny, but that's funny. Breeze, I'm desperately afraid of flying tomato. Maro ro uh, roast. Yeah, I know. I saw that uh, that that episode, my friend. Uh, let's see what it says. I wonder what the Ministry of Truth would say about Hunter's laptop. Whatever the truth is. Daniel Edo, I never learned about government inventing the airplane or the automobile or the light bulb or the friggin' wheel. You didn't. 
Well, you probably should have, because absent all the, the things that Edison got from the government, there would be no invention, sir. So please, do your research. I like to see how you guys come back and say, well, Edison, and first of all, Edison stole so many of his inventions from people who couldn't get patents. So eh, be careful when you're starting to open the door for guys like Edison, okay? And also Ford. Be careful, because all these guys are capitalists who took the, who took the intellect of others under their own wings. Remember that. Uh, 17 watching 11. Hey, come on, folks. Give me those thumbs up, brothers. Give me those thumbs up. Need those thumbs up. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs ups. Carl Cox is president. Nixon had changes made to space shuttle that doom cruise of Challenger and Columbia. Well, what can I say? I don't I don't know that for a fact, though, Carl. I think you'd have to, if you're going to put something like that out, you need to come with some corroborating information, brother Carl, because I, first of all, Nixon was uh, president in night. I don't, I, I can't. Put it this way, if Nixon wanted changes and engineers went along with something that would kill people, I am sorry, it's the engineer's fault. I'm not going to blame that on Nixon at all. I'm, a, I'm an engineer. If a, somebody tries to tell me that I need to do something for uh, money's sake that's going to cause lives, then that life is on me. I'm not going to do it. All right, uh, let's see what else we got here. Daniel says, America educated Egberto so he could work to destroy America. We deserve hell. His ideology will unleash on us all. No, no, no. America educated me, and the great education America gave me is what allows me to have these thoughts that's going to help save America. I'll do my minute part along with other good people that believe, that believe in telling the truth, that will not fall for the crapa. Okay? Recuerda eso, amigo. All right, let's see what else we got here. Um, Maywood says, that's a reply. Egberto, the inputs of some of your comments require satire like I post, but okay. Norman says, there is no Hunter laptop as being discussed by the right. There is a hard drive. And Norman, uh, Norman told me about that. Norman, we need to do a little, uh, a, a quick interview between me and you so that we can give, uh, put it out for the people. Guys, you read upon it. I, I scanned over what you sent me, but I want you to explain what was really going on. All right. Uh, long, let's see. Greg, Governor Greg Abbott, alongside the state leaders, announced the allocation of $435 million in COVID-19 relief funds to the teacher retirement system of Texas to offset health care costs. Wow. So he really cares about teachers now after his party constantly knock teachers. Do you think I believe, do you think I care about that? They only care about teachers now because he realizes that he's losing so many other people. The last thing he needs to lose now is all the teachers altogether. The guy's a crook. Governor Abbott is not for all Texans. Never has, never will. Governor Abbott is for Governor Abbott, period. Punto y final. Okay, let's go ahead and talk to Katie Porter. I want to play Katie Porter, then I'm going to do my ask, and then I'm going to end the rest with Dr. Johnson. But here is Katie Porter. I love when I tell you I love this woman. This is one of the most reputable Congress people, bar none. One of the most intelligent, one of the most practical, and one of the fearless leader one of our fearless leaders here we go katie porter this is what a congressperson working for us is supposed to look like this is what she's supposed to do if we are to make a change this is the kind of probing questions probing analyses that must be done going forward check this out and then we'll take it on the other side who so made you conflict of interest czar for the united states government 
or not the conflict of interests are. Um, okay, so we, let me ask you, follow. did you disclose to the FDA your McKinsey's work at the same time? Did you disclose to the FDA that McKinsey was working at the same time it was working for the FDA that it was working for Purdue? Did you disclose that to the FDA? We made clear in multiple instances that the individuals involved had experience in both pharmaceuticals and opioids. Reclaiming my time, Mr. Sternfels, they didn't have experience. They were the identical humans working for both at the same time. Did you tell the FDA, did you make these disclosures and then allow the government to decide if there was a conflict of interest? When we assessed the work the work request from the FDA, we brought professionals, our legal team, our dedicated government team, to understand first, is there a conflict of interest? Um, we verified that the work was different. We're claiming uh, my time. Mr. Sternfelds, that is you putting yourself as the czar of conflicts. Look, your scheme worked really well for McKinsey. McKinsey got contracts, Purdue got rich, and America got addicted since 2008, McKinsey earned $140 million in contracts from the FDA, and you did not ever disclose your work for Purdue. You did not disclose your conflicts of interest. It is amazing that uh, Big Pharma and all its protégés are pretty much in cahoots with the government when one can say, uh, we are not going to allow a certain segment to negotiate on prices. And also, you have them working at both sides of the aisle. Good work, Katie Porter. We absolutely, absolutely. Dr. Jason Johnson did an important piece a few days ago that I found tried in, in, in... I am not ready for that yet. I'm not ready for Dr. Johnson yet. What I want you to do is I want to ask you folks to consider getting my... Alberto Willis, as host of Politics Done Right, a progressive radio media show on Pacifica Network's KPFT 90.1 FM Houston that engages all ideologies, I found that our political angst isn't mostly ideological. There is a well-designed effort by many in power to control us. If we are at each other's throats, we are less likely to demand our economic and local wishes. In that light, I wrote three books. I wrote the first one titled, As I See It, Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom to describe the entire economy in a manner we can all understand. It highlights why it was designed to pill for most as it empowers a few, the chosen. The second book, titled, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, Take It to the Next Level. After understanding how the system pilfers, it is incumbent that we can speak to our peers to empower a change. The third book, How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It, gives us a place to land. After learning about our economy that is dysfunctional for most and learning how to engage the other side, we point out what would make an economy that works for all. Each book stands on its own, but together they provide the full picture. Please consider getting one or more. You will undoubtedly learn, be entertained, and help us continue the mission with our blogs, articles, videos, and books. I'm hey, folks, please go ahead and get my book. It is at politicsdoneright.com slash books, politicsdoneright.com slash books. And I'm just about to put that link in the feed so you can go pick it up, politics to up. Para ver dónde está, ponlo ahí. Ah, dónde está este diablo. Okay, there we go. We put it right there. We go like that, and we say, please go there. And, of course, the keyboard says, I'm going to do what I want to do. So I'm going to go ahead and copy it in here. Again, politicsandright.com 
slash books. And here is the first link, assuming it allows me to do that. And for some reason, it is not allowing me. So let's go a copy, do a copy, do a paste. Ah, there is a problem with, I guess there's a problem with the thing here. Anyway, politicsandright.com slash books is what we want to get to, politicsandright.com slash books. Uh, oh, there it goes. I got it to work. There we go. Uh, politicsandright.com slash books. Please go ahead and pick it up. Uh, pick up all three. It's worth it. Uh, you can also support us by going to, if you're on YouTube, click that button that says join. Click that join button and become a part. Get us a coffee a month or something like that. Alternatively, you can support us at YouTube, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube if you're not on YouTube right now. Or you can go to politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Become one of our Patreon and get, you know, we offer a few goodies there. P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. And then, of course, the best way to support us is via PayPal politicsandright.com slash paypal politicsandright.com slash paypal go to our store get our t-shirts get our hats our cups all that good stuff politicsandright.com slash store uh, in, in in fact i thought i had the screen with the cup here but ah, i lost it anyway and again if you want to find the all-encompassing way to support us all the different manners to support us go to politicsandright.com slash support politicsdoneright.com slash support. Hey, Robert says, I have two of the three books. I can recommend them as informative and well-written. I love you. Thank you. I appreciate that endorsement, sir. I do. I honestly do. I want, before I go ahead and talk about, uh, about uh, Medicare Advantage, I want to address what my friend, I still love you, Daniel, and I don't know why you think I'm the enemy. I am not. Here's what he says. Surely some of you wonder why I wonder why I tort. Wait, wait, let me let me put it this way. Daniel Ledeau has been a listener of Politics Done Right for a very long time. He's a right wing young man and he goes out his way to come and see quite a few of our show almost here every day. He also uh, he talks. Uh, by, by the way, I also know Daniel personally. I always used to call him, he's a former Tea Party guy, I used to call him a friend. I like Daniel. I still like Daniel. I think Daniel is a bit confused. Now, he comes here and he attacks me every single day. He calls me a, a, a Marxist, a fascist, you name it, that's name. But do I take that personally? No. Why don't I take that personally? Because I know that the information stream that Daniel is adept to, that is what it turns me and the things that progressives believe, which is to help people into caricatures. Daniel said the following, surely some of you wonder why I torture myself by listening to this radical leftist program. At first, it was to try to understand what and why the left believed the lies. Now I know y'all are irredeemable and I listen to remind myself daily who my enemies are. It is also kind of like rubber necking a car accident. The shit show that is this leftist ideology is a kind of like that. Okay. I always ask my detractors to do something for me. And that is, please tell me something that I have said that is wrong. Something that I've said that is a lie. 
or something that I've said that does not make the lives of people better. I can guarantee you absolutely all the policies that I believe in is to move the middle class forward. I can guarantee you that all the negative implications I've spoken about where capitalism is concerned, where shareholders are concerned, where the way our system creates antiseptic slaves is concerned. I can justify all of that with numbers, with data, immediately, all of the times. And in fact, history has proven it right. The fact that our economic system moves people's wealth to the top is reflected in absolutely every number by every conservative or liberal economist. So again, I've always asked, please tell me something that I have said that was incorrect. And if you prove to me that something I've said is incorrect or not mathematically sound, I will be the first to apologize, correct, and not only that, give you kudos for finding or, or, or for doing that. The problem is those on the right attack and attack and attack and never have an answer. As an example, I came out today and I said the biggest innovation in this country occurred under the government's tutelage. Going to the moon in less than 10 years. We could never have gotten a private sector to do that. And if you look at the math, you can understand why. The government has unlimited resources, and the government also does not have to make sure that pieces of those resources is migrated or migrated to a select few called the investor class or the shareholders, or they don't have to give these gigantous bonuses to individuals. So therefore, all that cost goes right back into development. And the other thing is that engineers don't need capital. They don't, they don't use capitalist mentality to innovate. That's why Russia has great scientists. That's why fascist Germany and communist Russia has great scientists. They are still there. Now, there are times when we want to create marketable products from those great scientists, we bring them to America because we have better marketing, but a system doesn't stifle innovation. What it does is it stifles the average American citizen, which is what we can see right now. We have a system that can legally pick your pocket. The, the oil industry is taking oil that was put there by the supreme being into the ground that never belonged to them, they mine it, take it out, and take the profits from it, and give you little return on the country's resources. I mean, what I'm saying is not radical. What's radical is the pilfer of the private sector, the corporations. That is what's radical, to take your intellect, to take your smart, to take your work, to take your worth, that is what's radical. I am very humane. I think we need to realize whenever these people talk, they are projecting. They are projecting. Never forget that and live into, live into your humanity. Do not allow them to change the game, folks. 
don't allow it. Folks, please remember that. All right, let's see what else we got. Uh, Bridge MCP says from YouTube, Crocox Daniel the Low just wants to torture. <laughs> okay, let's see. Daniel is proof that evil never rests. It tries to constantly propagate and infect the human body. Uh, politic like a virus attacks the physical body, but mindlessly seek to destroy. Daniel says, how will I keep up with weekly enemies newsletters? I am up to 5,000 subscribers. Hmm. Wow, that's all? Wow, I thought there would be more of you than that. Okay, let's see what else we got. Eric says, actually, brainwashing is on all sides. If you listen to what you want, even in the forum too, you won't want to listen to... And I listen to everybody, Eric. I, I keep asking you guys the question. If you all don't want to listen, if you don't, if you, if, if what I'm saying is wrong, prove me wrong mathematically. Please do. You see, I only believe in numbers. Prove me wrong. That's all you have to do. And I promise you, I've been proven wrong before, by the way. And I come on air. I've even go on KPFT 90.1 FM Houston and said, hey, XYZ corrected me i was wrong and you know why i do that credibility i want to make sure that everybody comes when when they come to politics done right they understand that they are getting truth there's no point in me not trying to be truthful i get nothing in being ideologically wrong right or in between only right matters folks all right, Robert Dobbins for says false equivalency is the retreat path of liars. Exactly. Actually, I like that phrase. Is that is that yours, Robert? We need to put that into a meme. Or is that yours or is that a meme, Robert? Let me hear it. But for now, let's go ahead and have a listen to Dr. Jason on Herschel Walker because I want to talk about that. Dr. Jason Johnson did an important piece a few days ago that I found tried in, in, intriguing. I, I want to play it first, and then I have a few things that it is imperative that we talk about. So check this out, and then we'll go ahead and take it on the other side. Let's talk about fame. I want to live forever. And how it's turned what was once the Republican Party into basically an influencer house for crazed MAGA celebrities. Herschel Walker is running for the Georgia Senate with no qualifications other than playing football and helping the Cowboys win a Super Bowl by not playing for them. His run has highlighted not only his lack of qualifications, but the raft of bizarre things that have come out of his mouth. At one time, science said man came from apes. If that is true, why are there still apes? Senator Lewis, one of his greatest senators has ever been, and for his name on a bill, uh, the voting rights, I think is a shame. First of all, you know, when you look at the bill, it just doesn't fit what John Lewis stood for. Do you know right now I have something that would clean you from covert as you walk through this, this dry mess? EPA, FDA approved. They don't want to talk about that. They don't want to hear about that. That literally hurts my brain. And it was all false. This week, Ellie Mistal, a friend of the show, wrote that Republicans in Georgia, quote, think any old black person will do when it comes to their cynical strategy for defeating Democrat Raphael Warnock. He was basically talking about Herschel Walker and the idea that Republicans think that you can put any other black person up there, it'll be fine. And well, last night, Herschel Walker felt like responding to Ellie on the Sean Hannity show on Fox. 
as a new column by far-left columnist Ellie Mistal is entitled, quote, The Herschel Walker Senate campaign is an insult to black people. I find this happens to African-American conservatives so often. I'm not going to have you to bully me because you can't. But what I would love to do for you to take the time to come down to Georgia, we sit down and break bread because I'm about bringing people together, not separating people. Why are you talking to Hannity about this issue? He has nothing to do with Georgia one way or another. Look, the core issue here is that you've got too many Republicans who rather mix it up on Twitter, argue with people in articles and do TikToks instead of actually interact with voters. When you actually want to represent America, you got to get in the ring and compete with people instead of getting in front of a ring light to advance your Twitter followers and your TikTok. Now, Dr. Johnson is partially right, or actually he is right. But it's deeper than that. He said, uh, Mistal is the one who said, Republicans are willing to just throw up any black person to go up against another black man running. And, uh, you know, meaning, look at what they do. They, they present somebody that is ill-equipped to, to have any office of any consequence, that being Herschel Walker. But that's not really the case. The case is really no smart black person is going to want to run under the mantra of the Republican Party and moreover, against a well-established uh, person like Raphael Warnock. Why would they do it? Why would they destroy their reputation, not only with their community, but with communities at large, to put themselves in that situation? Now, it's not, you know, even though, you know, Mistah made it look like it was a racial thing, I don't even think it's racial. Republicans get fairly dumb people to run for their positions. Why? Because you cannot be either dumb or people who are very effective liars. And the reason why is when you are in a party that stands for nothing, when you are in a party that cannot articulate a vision, when you are in a party that cannot tell you, this is what I want to do for the everyday American, you are not going to get people of caliber to run. And if you take a look down the entire Republican field, what you find is or it's either competent liars or people that are willing to be uh, give the semblance of being dumb or people that are simply just outright dumb. I mean, it's one of the three. Perfect liars those that are willing to go ahead and insinuate their dumbness because they think that is what the MAGA population wants and the MAGA being the dominant sect within the Republican Party. So it isn't when it comes to who the Republicans decide to choose, it has more to do with who will they, who would be willing to run under that mantra. And again, since, they're, since what they promote is uneducation, on intelligence, since what they promote are the things that are anathema to intellect, you're not going to get a lot of people to run. The old timers are trying to hold time. The old timers are trying to say, I am going to stay as long as I can. But many of the old timers themselves are leaving because they see that their only option is either to leave or become a Democrat. And some people I can understand, they're anathema to being a Democrat. But that's fine. Leave 
and, and continue to allow the party to evolve into its natural state. That natural state is basically what, what you consider today the scourge of the party, you know, the, the, the uh, bakes and, the, uh, and, and these different crazies. That is who the party has become. And all the good folks are leaving. They're writing about it. And they're trying to tell the Republican people, please, if you care about this country, in the next elections, until the Republican Party reforms itself, vote Democrat. So pretty much that is that is the deal. A, a lot of the Democratic, a lot of the Republicans right now are begging Republicans to vote Democrat right now. You watch TV, you see that they're please vote Democrat. Now let me let me address Eric. Eric says, Egberto, why are there not a lot of Democrats leaving because they're not what the policy? No, no, that's not what I want to read. You had a one that I wanted to read, Eric. You said. Wait till results from elections come in and we'll see what happens. Why don't you worry about the progressive messaging? I am worried about the progressive messaging. You're absolutely correct. I am very, very, very worried about the progressive messaging, which is wimpy. They don't go out there and tell the truth. You see, if I were, if I were running the progressive, uh, well, actually, that it's not the progressive messaging. So progressives are going to do fine. Progressives that are running in, in, in that, that the progressives that got elected they are going to be re-elected. That's not the problem. The problem are the blue dog Democrats are going to get their clocks cleaned, okay? If they don't come out and tell people what they're going to really do for them and what the Republican Party represents. Let me give an example. Here in Texas, we shouldn't be sending any Republicans to Congress. If I were, if I were a Democrat in Texas running for an, a position, I would go into Yoakum, Texas, Brenham, Texas. I'm, I'm calling small towns. Brenham, Texas, Walden, Texas. I would go into uh, Walker, Texas. I'll go into all these towns and I'll go at their closed hospital and I'll say, this is what Dan Patrick gave you along with the Republican delegation. Now you have to drive to the city and more than likely, if you have a heart attack, you die. And I will, I was, I would, I would black. Democrats, and I, I tell people this a lot of times, they don't engage these people. They, oh, they don't want to talk to us. You don't have to have their love. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. They think because somebody hates or hates you, they're not going to vote for you. Or they think that it because somebody shows you outward sense of, you know, peer pressure is heavy. If I go into Yoakum, Texas, they'll, oh, this, this dude is in Yoakum, Texas. Uh, they'll, you know. But if I go out there and I can earn the trust, they talk to me, they shout at me, whatever. But I get, I plant some seeds in there. When they go to the poll, when they know that nobody's going to know how they're going to vote and they have a sick mama, a sick son, a sick brother, and you let, let it be known for a fact that it is the people who they're voting for that cause their hospitals to close, they're not going to debate you, but you can actually keep putting them. You see, we, we leave these guys alone. We just call them the undesirables. They're gone. They can't think. I have, I have faith in them, okay? I do. If we would talk to them, and I don't want them to say, I love you or I believe you. I just want to plant a seed. That's all. I just want to plant a seed. And I may get 10 or 15% of them. That's all I need. But we don't think that way because our, 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 our think tankers 
they I've been with them. We went out to the coffee party and we had this big thing in in DC. I remember talking to somebody we paid sixteen thousand dollars to, or 10, I think it was sixteen thousand dollars to, with this organization. And my mind was like, hell, coffee party should have given me the sixteen thousand dollars. I'd have given them better advice than that. We are getting out of here now, folks. My name is Egberto Willis. This, oh, before I go, I need to ask you to please again, one more time, one more time, one more time, one more time, one more time. Please go. I'll give you the all-encompassing support link. I ask you so kindly to support us. Politicsdoneright.com slash support. Politicsdoneright.com slash support. Folks, I thank you so kindly for being here. I could not do this without you. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this. Baby, I am what? Oh. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.